and then and then 10 minutes in i realized it was bleach Welcome to another episode of A Seriously Casual Perspective. We're Seriously Casual on Proud More Alliance. I am your host, Ben. I'm joined by Brian and Matt. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. And this is the podcast where we talk about WoW and anything else that strikes our fancy. All right, we've been talking a lot about like gameplay and, and the actual feel of pressing our buttons, but uh, we mentioned a couple of episodes ago, Matt, you brought it up, the story of Shadowlands being particularly bad. Uh, and I brought up that the story of WoW has been trashed since Cataclysm. I wanted to I wanted to dig a little bit more into that because genuinely I do believe that the the aspect story, the snubbing of Deathwing as a cool villain, all and everything since then, with a couple of exceptions, has been really really bad. I know Brian, you're not usually a story guy. You're a, a notable cutscene skipper, as they've been called. Yeah, kind of got into fights with some of our gillies about it. Yeah, but I, I mean, at least you know vaguely what's going on. I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like dragons. Yeah, oh, see, Sylvanas you, you did something with a dragons. tree. Yeah, there we go. Um, but do you remember what happened in Cat at all? I I want to I want to quiz you. What what was the story from Brian's point of view? What happened in Cataclysm? Uh, big dragon of Deathwing show up, fuck shit up. Okay, honestly, spot on. You you fucking nailed it. Yeah, because uh, that's I, yeah, really that's all that happened. <laughs> Yeah, then we uh, then we uh, we kicked his ass, and then Thrall came in and add, you know finished him off and took all the credit. Yeah, fucking. Do you that, guys remember? This is I'm sidetracking now, but do you guys remember the Green Jesus meme? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I loved that shit. Uh, I because I hated Thrall as a character. I still kind of do, but I think that the Green Jesus meme was one of the funniest things that ever happened in this game. I love Metzen. I think his stories are cool. It's like that old nerd style of storytelling but god was thrall way too center stage in cataclysm yeah, yeah he was like the At only all dude. times yeah but that being though. said i think that the ending was trash right and they're kind of retconning it now in dragonflight because the aspects are like we're no longer aspects i guess and then never explained why or how yeah. or what the hell even fucking happened and then now we're kind of undoing that in dragonflight but um i think especially big villains have never come close to Arthas. I think that the Warcraft 3 into Frozen Throne into Wrath of the Lich King Arthas storyline is WoW's best story. Like, if they were ever going to make a TV show, a movie, anything like that, you, you gotta use that story. I'm sure you guys have seen the Henry Cavill as Arthas pictures floating around the internet. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm fucking in, dude. It's oh, not, dude, obviously I'm it's not happening, it. but I'm in. Well, not happening at the, this moment. Right, but I, I think that that is genuinely their best story. And it is really good. I like the Illidan story in Burning Crusade. And Vanilla, I mean, the game wasn't built to have a story. It was kind of just a hodgepodge of shit that was going on. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's fine. That, you know, it gets a pass for, for teething issues. It was, it was still in its infancy. But especially from Cataclysm onward into Mop, I think Garrosh is probably the, the best one that they did. Because he was at least kind of interesting as as a villain, but even then his motivations were orcs are cool, orcs are the best, fuck everyone else. Yeah, very straightforward guy. And then in Wad, it was still just more orcs, and then the Legion showed up, and Archimonde... Wh who the fuck is Archimonde? What does he actually do? He is a little guy who gets up to no good. I would not call him little. I mean, he is literally enormous, but he's sort of like a little guy, and he gets up to no good. 
and he's stealing people's cereal. I don't think that's true. You know what? But he might as fucking do well be. Do I get a I second guess? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You get two. He is trying to stop He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. That's probably more accurate. But uh, for context, I got really, really into the WoW War until about what, right? When I first took my first break, like big break from the game. Uh, so I knew like everything that was going on. I was reading the books. I was I was reading the retcons. I was going back to the Warcraft 1 and 2 lore to figure out what was happening there. So I know way too much about this shit. So watching them kind of, I wouldn't say trample all over it, but kind of ignore it and just pretend it's not happening and instead they tell a new story is really frustrating uh, from somebody who likes the WoW universe. But then I feel like, Brian, I, I guess especially to grab your perspective on this, you started in Wrath, so like you, you kind of didn't have the... the did you play Warcraft 3 at all? I guess I should no. ask that first. Yeah, so you didn't have the background. I, I feel like, and this is me psychoanalyzing you a little bit, I think that because the story's been kind of ass, you've you've ignored it that, this whole time. Is that uh, right? Do you think I'm, I'm on the money there? I disagree, because I don't like story in almost any game. You know, that's fair. I was going to get into some other stuff in the future. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. I think that uh, with, with WoW specifically... They they ran out of ideas after Arthas, and, and we've been kind of spinning our, our wheels in the mud. But to to move on from WoW a little bit, because I was I was gonna get into other games. Brian, I guess I'll start with you. Is there a story in a game that you can remember liking, like that that, that has broken through your barrier of not caring? Tales of Arise is doing an okay job at the moment. All right, I haven't played that. Let me let me know what you, what, what goes on. Give me give me a rundown. Basically, this this dude. Who uh, has his uh, massive amnesia? Appears uh, he wakes up in a slave camp, and then he is—he's like, okay, I guess I'm a slave, I guess. And then you know he proceeds to do slave stuff, and he gets like tortured and stuff, and he uh, and he doesn't remember shit about about who he was before he was a slave. He also can't feel pain. I don't know what the medical condition of that's called, but he can't feel pain, so that's cool, I guess. It's not anyway. And then uh, he decides like, yo. Fuck the police! I'm a, uh, I'm over this shit. So he pr proceeds to try and escape. Insert insanity shit here. Uh, hot anime chick shows up, uh, who can't be touched because she creates lightning out of her body. Question mark. Um, but he can touch her because he can't feel pain. Wink, wink. Ah, I get it. Uh... The story progresses with them two effectively fighting to change the status quo. Gotcha. Uh, it's a it's a JRPG, right? The Tales Fuck series. Yeah, it is. Okay, Holy so it's it, it follow. It, it's it's a it's very JRPG in your opinion. It's it's it, it it's been it's been westernized. But okay, so it's, it's still it's, very JRPG. It's pretty new, isn't it? Was it isn't it like a year or two old? Yeah, barely a year, I think. Actually, uh, yeah, I think less. I think less than a year, maybe. I think I am pretty sure less than a year. I'm almost confident. Time flies, for real though. All right, because uh, because originally I was going to flavor the question kind of as what what, what your favorite story was, but uh, Brian, you've mentioned yeah. it in games. I should specify, but I, I will ask that question to you, Matt. What what is your favorite game story? Gosh, it, it really does feel like a bit of a cop-out because it's so recent. 
but I love Elden Ring's story, or for some, the lack thereof. Um, but I am a sucker for almost all FromSoft games, like, storylines, where they're just like, I don't know, here's like a vague sort of thing happening around you that you'll pick up from context clues alone and maybe the occasional 60-second cutscene. Uh, if you really want to get into it, I don't know, pick a favorite item and read the flavor text. And I, re I like getting to discover exactly as much as I want and doing a lot of speculating with my friends and and figuring out maybe little secrets that they don't necessarily tell you but are heavily implied. I, I kind of like... I, I like that a video game is letting me engage with the story rather than being like a cutscene and then I walk to another cutscene and then I walk to another cutscene. I, I hate I hate when games do that. Do, do you think you could describe what you hate as being spoon fed? Probably, or or at the very least, it feels weird when when I'm ready to put the controller down and go, okay, like this game is very cinematic. It wants to t show me a story mostly with a little bit of engagement. And then it goes, okay, now pick up the controller again. You have control of your very cool character and you take three steps. And then they literally start another cutscene, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, I are you? I, if you just want to show me the cutscene, uh, just show me the cutscene. Resident I mean, Evil, a, dude. Oh, dude, I was, I was oh. going to put a pin in that, but dude, are, you're talking about Resident Evil Eight, correct? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, dude. Yeah. Every you would go. I I hate this, dude. Grab your guy, get a cutscene, and the cutscene's cool, right? You're even they are to, fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, and then you take two steps. Why the fuck bother? And there's another like lamer cutscene. Like, I do. Oh, dude, I hate it. I'm I... with you. I'm with you. I hate oh, that. Oh god, yeah, no, I hate it. Like, like, oh, my god. Like, I, I, as a kid, I really like, like, now with like actually activating my fucking brain cells. I played Resident Evil Four, and I actually really like that story. Uh, it was, um, again, I, you know, out of like with the tense game stories I remember, maybe. So it's it's top ten for sure. Uh, and that's why I was like, oh yeah, new Resident Evil, like, I'm in, let's go, let's play it. And then I got through, not even, I shit you not, not even an hour. And I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> and it wasn't like, oh, the game's too hard, or, or like, it's a bore, no, no, the, game, the gameplay is actually fucking wonderful. The issue is, yeah, like you said, every fucking, like, four steps, there was, like, a huge cutscene. I'm like, dude, I've been playing an hour, 20 minutes has been cutscenes. Oh, dude, I, I'm kind of with you. Uh, especially because, I mean, I, I like Resident Evil 8, but its story wasn't that good to, like, really draw me in. But I was gonna ask you guys if there's a game you guys have played that has been ruined by a bad story. Like, an otherwise good game that you would have fun with that you had to stop playing or otherwise, like, even after you beat it, you hate it and don't want to replay it because of what happened. Gosh, I... I feel like there's gotta be something that's a real standout. I've, I've definitely had some stinkers where... I'm not excited to go replay them, but I'll replay them for, like, the uh, the gameplay, like, the actual gameplay. Like, I I wasn't in love with a cyberpunk story, um, like, cyberpunk 2077, but, like, I'll admit it's probably fine. Uh, like, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it accomplished its goal, but now I only want to go back to just kind of play cyberpunk, you know? I, I'm with you there. I think with, with cyberpunk 2077, uh, it, it, it had, like, the pseudo-Bethesda effect where there's this main quest that's really urgent and that really grabs you because they want you to do it. But there's also a ton of side content that's really fun. But there's this weird dissonance between should I go and do the main quest and kind of blitz the game or enjoy this fun side content? Like, they give you some some walls where it's like, yeah, this guy is going to have to wait a day 
to get back to you, go fuck around and have some fun, but then you're right back on almost rails. Because it's not forcing mm-hmm. you to, but it really feels like it is. Dude, Fallout 4. Oh, dude, I have so... Okay, I'll let you go first. <laughs> I've... Ooh, ooh, Fallout 4 gets me hot. Fallout 4 was, like... Okay, it's, it was, like, game of the year. It was, like, king of shit mountain, right? Like, that's what I hear from normal people. Or not normal people. From the majority of people, right? Can, like, can you restate that? My brain isn't smart enough. Like, like it, it's, it's, like, very... It was very well-received, right? I On release... I think everybody loved it. Like, it was pretty clearly a 9, 9.5, 10 out of 10 for a lot of people. Yeah, like, I, I think until a lot of people really started to sit there and think and be like, okay, like, a lot of these, like, dialogue options don't really get me anywhere, and all the ones that do get me somewhere get me to the same place no matter what I pick. So, like, I think until they really started having time to, like, pick it apart a little more, I, I think for the most part people liked it. Okay. Yeah, I hated it. Dude, fucking, I felt like a lunatic. I felt like the only sane person in the insane asylum talking about uh, uh, how bad Fallout 4's story was. It made me so mad. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a boomer gamer, right? I played the CRPGs. I played Fallout 1 and 2. Uh, you know, I played Baldur's Gate when those were big. I was a huge Neverwinter Nights fan. Uh, you know, and now Larian, uh, the game studio making Divinity Original Sin 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. Like, I'm super happy that that style is coming back. But that aside, I loved the Fallout universe, that style of storytelling, and Fallout 3 came out, which is where I actually discovered it. Like, most people, I played Fallout 3 first, and then I went back and played the other ones. Um, And then Fallout New Vegas came out shortly after Fallout 3, and that is my favorite game of all time. I love it. It's kind of a normie answer, but I think that that is genuinely the best game ever made so far. It is so much fun just because of what's going on, the people you get to interact with, because the gameplay in that game is actually really bad. It's it's kind of shitty. The gunplay is sort of, sort of awful. And Fallout 4 improved a lot. The gameplay is a lot more fun. The gunplay is fun. The sneaking mechanics work better. You know, there's the crafting system's great. But what happens and the people feel like cardboard cutouts just to get me from point A to point B, and it, it set me through the fucking roof. Whenever I was first playing that, I got so mad. Whenever they were like, "Yeah, you're uh, spoilers for Fallout 4." I guess uh, I don't know. It's what eight years old now. They'll yeah, figure. They'll figure ago. it out. Yeah, spoilers for Fallout 4. So I guess if you really care, then whatever. Yeah, spoilers um, for any game you hear us talk about this. Point, yeah, right? for content, it just you know what? If you want spoiled on a game, I'm gonna say its title at least before I say anything. Mm. Just know it's not safe. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about everything. Danger, danger. Yeah. Um... But when Fallout 4, when, when Father, they called him fucking Father for one, yeah. which tilted me. So dumb. Whatever. Uh, comes out and is like, yeah, I'm your son. It's been 80 years. Uh, and now you're in charge because I'm gonna die of disease. And that's just what's gonna happen. That's just what, and you just have to accept this. And that son that you thought was your son, but isn't, it's actually a fucking robot. Fuck you. You're not allowed to have anything nice. Like, it, it was just, it was such a bad twist, because the entire game was building up the Institute as being, like, un- irredeemably evil, right? Like, they're they're mad scientists. They've gone insane. Everyone would be better off if they were dead. And the, the gut punch was supposed to be, but your son that you never interacted with is in charge of them, so are they really all that bad? And, and 
I don't know about you guys. I'll, I'll let you take the floor in a second. But I, my first thought was, yeah, they're still fucking evil. And I immediately sided with the Brotherhood because they were the fastest way to fucking nuke these idiots. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Because you both played it, right? I, I, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah, okay. Uh, Matt, I'll let, you, I'll let you take the floor then. What, what, are you, uh, what are your thoughts on that twist specifically, at least? I was Fallout 4's target demographic in that the moment they said, hey, there's some base building and some very basic resource gathering you can do. I went, oh, then nothing else matters. And I proceeded to just do that and that alone. And if a quest got in my way, I would do it so that I could continue gathering things and base building. That's all I wanted to do. But by the time I got there, I was just like, yeah, whatever, Sean, R- wrap it up. But I got I to gotta get going. I got a lot of duct tape I got to take back home. But I, I know you got like robots or, or synths or whatever. But, uh, you know, mama's got some duct tape. So. All right, real shit. I'm going to jump in. Synth is a hard word to say. So for, for those that don't know this about me, I my tongue is too big for the rest of my mouth. I've undergone a lot of speech therapy to get over a really bad lisp. Saying the word synth makes my skin crawl. I hate it. Bad word. Get it out of here. Yeah, Fallout uh, 4 for me was very, uh, here's some stuff, kind of cool, I guess. Uh, did you do your homework? What? What do you mean, did I do my homework? It's a single single player game. Is there a daily grind in this? The village needs you! The another pla- settlement needs your help, another brother. Another settlement needs you. Why are you here? And then you're like, sidekick, who, you know, who you can, you know, choose who it is and all that crap, which is, that, that was, that was cool. But they would like shit talk you every 40 seconds. I'm like, wow, can you just stop talking? Because at first it was funny, or like cool, or whatever, right? Like, depending on the, the companion you chose. But every time they ran in a anything, and I mean fucking anything, or like went walked by an NPC, or the fucking wind blew, they would have a fucking snarky r- remark, and I'm like, dude, it's been 20 seconds. Calm down. That was irritating. Dude, that I, like I said, that game sends me over the moon. I I think genuinely, and and I I don't think I'm the only one, but I might be the only one of us. So you you guys tell me if I'm wrong. That that game instantly becomes like a nine to ten out of ten classic if they just called it something different, other than Fallout. Change the proper nouns. It can still be in post-apocalypse Boston after the nukes fell. There'd be some comparisons to Fallout, sure. But if they just made that game and called it duct tape and shit together, then (laughs) it would be great. I would love that game because the gameplay loop is great, but that game pisses me off. Uh, I don't agree, but that's only because that's the only Fallout game I've ever played, so I have no attachment to the universe. That'll definitely do it, yeah. What 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 about you, Matt? Uh, I don't know. I, I definitely have that opinion of other games and other series. But uh, I, I think I'd be fine. I, I think I would have been more happy if they would have called it Fallout, you know, colon a title, you know, instead, yeah, of, it was like a instead of feeling. But I, I don't know. Like, Fallout 3 was certainly a big departure from Fallout 1 and 2, but I don't know. Uh, it and New Vegas still felt very good. Uh, by the time we got to 4, I wish they would have just called it, you know, something else. Just like, yeah, and here's a side project that is still kind of in the main line, but like, not supposed to be a direct sequel or anything it's just more fallout have fun just like new vegas it's just more have fun i don't know i i think uh i think if it was just called something else i still would have enjoyed it but i love fallout's charm you know 
I, I can't disagree. Like that that retro future charm is really great. But I'm gonna mm -hmm. I'm gonna bring it back. I now I've given you some time to think. At least for Matt, because Brian, you brought up Fallout Four. Is there a game you can think of that was ruined just from its story? I think maybe Fable Two is maybe oh, that game shit. for me. I was actually going to jump in because Fable Three was the one for me. Uh, I, I didn't fucking... make it to Fable Three because of Fable Two. Oh no! Okay, all right. You do you do two, and then I'm going to pop the fuck off about Fable Three. Sure, I, I know a lot about Fable Three, so you, you don't have to fill me in. But for the audience, I definitely want to hear uh, your opinions on it. Um, but for for everyone at home, Fable is the reason I bought an Xbox back in the day. It's the only reason I owned all three consoles when I was a young lad. The reason I saved up all of my allowance and Christmas money and birthday money and stuff to get an Xbox was just to play Fable. And I loved it. I still love it. I replay it minimum once every two years uh, in whatever iteration it comes out on Steam or, or however they release it most recently. I will buy it again and again. I don't care. I will do it forever. But Fable 2... Uh, speaking strictly from story, really just felt like they handed me, a 14-year-old child, the reins and said, just write your favorite fan fiction. And I just went unmitigated. Like, I was just writing stuff, and they went, yep, it's in the game. Yeah, uh, and Teresa's back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she inexplicably keeps the spire at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's already in the game. Um, and you have to pick between your favorite best friend, Dog... Or all of civilization. Yep, that's in the game. Like, I, I don't know. It was just very. It was very fast, and and there was a lot of random story beats that just they, they were not super enjoyable to me. Enjoyable to me. It felt it. It felt like if you would have called it a hero's journey instead of Fable Two, and just like changed some names, I would have had way more fun with it. But because I was like, it's Fable Two. It's what comes right after Fable. It doesn't feel like that at all. It feels. It feels like. Uh, you know, just like a, a cacophony of references to another game. And they're like, see, we're still that game. We're still technically that game. We referenced it. It's like watching a sequel anime. It's not the same. Yeah. I I agree wholly. I liked Fable 2. Uh, it was my introduction. I, did not, I have yet to ever play Fable 1. Um, but I have played Fable 2. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, and then I played Fable 3. And, and Mr. Molyneux, Mr. Peter Molyneux, if I find him, I'm going to fist fight him. Because this man has made one of my favorite games of all time when he worked at Bullfrog called Dungeon Keeper. A real old game. I don't know. Have either of you ever played it? Heard of it? No. No. Oh, no. Dude, I remind me to show you this game. It's fucking great. Uh, but Bullfrog got bought out by EA. It's one of the classic uh, got bought out by EA, made to mm. make garbage, and then disbanded because they made no money. Uh, they were one of the first casualties of that cycle. F. But then Mr. Molyneux went all out on his own. He had infinity money to make whatever he wanted. And, and he ended up making Fable fucking 3. Have you played it, Brian? No. Have you, have you seen it? Do you know anything about it? No. Alright, then I'm going to present this to you. Because, Matt, you mentioned you know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to present this, this scenario to you. You're the, the, the descendant, I think the grandchild of the protagonist from Fable 2 who ends up being the king of the kingdom of Albion, right? This fantasy kingdom. Your, your character in Fable 2 is the king. Your grandchild is the player character of Fable 3. Your brother is the current king, right? They're older than you. Uh, and is a total dickbag. Everyone hates him. 
and eventually one night you're gonna go to giga jail but instead you escape with your confidant who was also part of the court or whatever and then you're gonna go and form a revolution and take your brother down because he's being an evil evil bastard and that's a problem. And you go on this fun romp around the world where you get to meet the commoners of different kinds of people, and you get to build favor with them, uh, and and really set up what's going on to to take down your brother, who's, who's just a bastard. And then you do halfway through the game, you kill you, you can uh, kill your brother, which is what most people do. You can spare him, and he just kind of hangs around. But you're the king or queen now, right? Okay. Except your brother reveals that the whole time he's been a total bastard because there's a secret evil big bad that's going to come and invade the kingdom. And if he doesn't prepare the kingdom, then he's not going to have enough money, and everyone's going to die. What? Now tell me. how? Yes, that's exactly what the fuck happens. What? I got so mad. And you ready for the solution? Because the, the game's fucking broken, right? While you're the king, or queen, uh, you're going to the ruler, whatever, monarch. Uh, I'm going, you, you get presented with scenarios where it's like, hey, the the local lake uh, is really pretty, but the industry guy, or industrious guy, wants to dump his sludge in it because we told him he's not allowed to do it in the city anymore because everyone's getting sick. Uh, so we'll make a billion dollars or whatever if we dump it in the lake, but it'll make it really, really bad and everyone's going to be sad about it. So which one do we do? There's no nuance. There's no like option to pick a new place or like build a sludge containment facility. It's either save the fairies or be an asshole. Those are your two options. What? And That's... and it, it it's mind-boggling because the whole time you have one year to prepare for this big and by the way, the big evil is a big black sludge. It's like just some gross. It it's like so amorphous it doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's a it, Captain Planet villain. It's so bad. Huh. It's awful. <laughs> um so if you make all the terrible decisions, then there's no real consequences. The people just kinda hate you. But like you save all of their lives. Or, here's the real solution. What you actually do is you buy all of the property, every single home in the game, and you jack them fucking rents up. Huh. And, it, and it goes to your personal coffers, and then you dump that in the treasury, and not a single person gets mad at you. And you will have more money. You just leave the controller sitting down. Because while there's a year to wait, uh, it doesn't count like in-game time. It counts like progress milestones. So, like, you'll do the lake thing, and then two weeks will pass, and you have to go do a different thing. And then four months will pass. And it doesn't tell you these skips are coming, by the way. So you could be prepared and accidentally skip five months to the end of the fucking game. Oh. Whoops. And it quite literally, you need this money to hire people to be soldiers. There's no option, also, to just look at your, at your subjects. You are the monarch. Everyone listens to you and be like, hey, there's a big fucking evil sludge man coming. Here's a sword. We're going to train you for a year and we're going to defend and we'll we'll get through this together. Not a fucking option. Nope, they'll only take hold hard cash. Fuck you. They're not what? trying if you're not paying. It's... They're on that grind set, dude. dude yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah. but they also get mad if you like jack up the fucking rents on them. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Dude, I fucking hate this game. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I, I have huh. never, like, 180. Because the first part of the game is genuinely a lot of fun. The gameplay is pretty fun. 
you get to choose between like a melee stealth magic style and you get to put points here and there there's some story bits that are kind of bad uh that are like hey remember fable 2 ah? and they like nudge you and it's a little on the nose and sucks but the first half of that game is great. The second half is so bad, I want that game burned from everyone's memory. If I, <laughs> if I had a genie and I could wish, I would wish to delete Fable 3. Jesus. Yeah, if I had a genie and I had three wishes, my first wish would be um, a genie blowjob, and, and then the second one would be a second genie blowjob, and then the third one would be to increase world hunger. Matter nice. you all right? <laughs> Like, do you yeah. need help? Yeah, I'm good. No, I'm good. What were, what were you saying? Something about a fable or something? Yeah, something about a fable or whatever. All right. Um, so I'm gonna bring it way back because you mentioned Elden Ring, and this this got mm -hmm. me. This got my, my little brain gears are turning. Uh, credited to a lot of Elden Ring stories, Mr. George R. R. Martin, uh, famously known for the Game of Thrones story. Matt or Brian, have either right. of you watched or, or what do you know about Game of Thrones? How how familiar are you? Uh wait, hold on. He did he he made Elden Ring? He, he was helped. on he's he's a credited writer with Elden Ring. A lot what of the, the story fuck? he made. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it's sick as fuck, by the way. Huh. But yeah. People uh, people made fun of him because there were a ton of characters that had uh the first letter of their name were like George R like G R and M. So everyone was like, Did you do oh. this on purpose? He's like, No, that was not intentional. Huh. It would huh. it would have been really cool, but no, that was not that was not on purpose. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh I, I have seen all of Game of Thrones. I've not seen House of the Dragon. Uh, I'm same. Okay, so we're actually all on the same page. I've not watched any House of the Dragon. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore Right, the what is it? Season eight was the last season of Game of Thrones, yeah. the one that everyone fucking hates. I'm gonna ignore that Just because I the think last it's three episodes. It's fine. I'm, I mean, because I'm not here to talk about how how ruined that got, but moving oh. away from games into the TV show, it was so obvious when that show steered away from its source material. Because mm -hmm. if you remember, what was it like? 2012 is when the show was like really popular. It was around like season two and three. I think oh, I, I think no like 2014 teen was like like peak like that's when it would have been running for a while like there were so many blu-ray releases out like i i think i think that's when it hit like it's 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 zenith maybe yeah but you guys remember that like zeitgeist around it where it's like dude they'll kill anyone they killed my favorite character i can't believe mm -hmm. it that whole style uh i oh, do yeah. but i also remember watching attack on titan okay fair <laughs> well we will get to that because i have that i have that on the the docket but um, with Game of Thrones, I didn't watch it until it was like long after the hype. Because I actually started watching oh, yeah. it when people were getting mad at season 7 and 8. Yeah, same. Because I'm like, okay, well I need to know what the fuck this is on about. I, uh, I started watching it, or I watched, I mean I watched it all in, in one year, I guess. Um, but it was like probably 20, it was during COVID. So that was probably, it was probably like 2020, 2021. Was when I watched all of it. Yeah, that's about right. So I was like 2019, I think, is when I watched it. But the the main thing I'm going to get to, and I, I'm sure Brian, you've got a lot of uh, uh, anime opinions on this for for Brian and Matt, our resident weebs. Yep. Um, but when that show strayed away from its source material, it was the most obvious thing ever because originally 
there was all that hype of like they'll kill my favorite character you know you can't get too attached there are the popular ones like you know Tyrion or Jon Snow you know the ones that get a lot of screen time people like a lot but the moment season six started and and the showrunners were just kind of writing whatever they had and Jon Snow became the most generic fantasy protagonist with plot armor th so thick that nothing could kill him I completely lost interest. I was only watching it because I wanted to watch the train wreck that people were talking about at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite character for a long time was Jon Snow because I was so convinced that they wouldn't kill off Milk Toast. <laughs> like, you know, it was I, just such a safe pick. True. I mean, for real, though. Because I think he does get, like, genuinely good development. But, like, in the first two seasons, he's he's a cracker. Like, he's just... He has carbs that exist in the show just for the sake of some things to happen. Yeah, and every few seconds we'll be like, You're not the real stock! Like every like every few seconds, I'll be like, Alright, I get it. Yeah, they they uh they beat that drum a fucking lot. Um That show loves literal bastards. Literally. 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 I mean the the Game of Thrones style politics are I mean we're gonna be picking Game of Thrones DNA out of out of fantasy forever. Just mm -hmm. because so many stories want to be as complex and, and interwoven as Game of Thrones and just can't. Yeah, no. But I don't know. How do you how do you guys feel overall about that series? Just uh just to get a, a base litmus test. Overall? Yeah, just like uh, do you like it? I don't know, give it a rating out of ten. Out of ten, I give it a seven. Yeah, Matt, I'd say six or seven. Yeah, I, I okay. think uh, I, I'm a sucker for big worlds full of tertiary characters. Same. However, there were so many times where, like, we would take such a large departure from the people I cared about, where I was like, okay, I know what was happening to them immediately wasn't super relevant, but, like, I mostly care about these characters. I don't really care so much for these characters. Like, there were just so many main characters, and they were, for the most part, pretty integral. So, like, I, I can't be mad, but, like, I, I prefer, like, the anime style, where someone shows up, like, Joey from Friends tells two jokes and gets the fuck out of there before I'm bored of them. I, uh, see, the last season, or rather, like, specifically the last three episodes, ruined it so bad for me that it was a 9 down to a 7. I don't think I had it as high up as 9, but I do agree, dude, those, those last three were real, real yeah, they're, bad. They are fucked up. Like not 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 Game of Thrones fucked up, just like regular, just bad fucked up. F. Yeah, holy shit. It was like it was as bad as the as as season nine of Scrubs. You know, I watched a good bit of Scrubs, but I didn't. I, I just kind of watched it when it was on. Hit, hit me. What, what was bad about season nine? Matt, have you seen it? <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. All right, we're talking about I, it. I literally loved Scrubs. I Same. loved it so much. I, I, it was literally one of the most perfect shows ever. Yep. To to jump in real quick, every yep. episode of Scrubs, I was massively entertained, but I never really sat down and watched it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so yeah. I'll let you go. What hit me with it? Okay. So, to to every to every real Scrubs fan, uh, or avid Scrubs fan rather, there are only eight seasons. We don't talk about season nine because season nine was a uh, oh shit! This made a lot of money. We should uh, we should try this again. Uh, yeah, hit hit us with a time skip there, there champ. Let's put the doctors in college, 
and then have them be teaching and stuff except same shenanigans and it was so bad it got it got canceled mid-season yeah they tried to switch focus to a lot of the like I don't remember what they were at that point, whether they were still interns or, or who the, the new, the new blood. Oh, yeah, they yeah, they yeah. tried to shift focus to some of the new blood, but the new blood was only good because they played well occasionally off of the main characters. And, and they had like so many resolutions that they like kind of undid. Yeah. I don't know. Like, okay. And I think I wouldn't have been as pissed off about season nine. If season eight didn't end up end as like, to this day, the best ending to a show I've ever seen. Yeah, pretty good. It's like literally rank one. Like if you if you if you had to give me fucking like if you like you told me like hey top five shows that aren't anime related, like Scrubs is number one. Like and mostly because of the ending. Like the rest of the show, yeah, it's really good, really good, good, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, blah blah. It's like you know a solid like eight eight point five whole way through. The ending sealed the deal as a ten for me, and then season nine happened. Uh, yeah, so Scrubs for everyone else is a, is a medical, uh, comedy slash drama. Yeah, I think it's comedy first, drama second. Yeah. There are, like, genuine moments of, like, real human pathos. There, but, uh, there yeah. are absurd, yeah, seemingly out of nowhere moments. And that, I think that's, like, the beauty of the show. Because, like, it's, like, it's, like, super funny. You're, like, you can, like, sit back, relax. Like, oh, yeah, watch an episode of Scrubs. And then, like... 28 minutes later you're in tears and you don't know why you're like how the fuck did you do that this you were my funny show oh what happened and then you're like oh well i'm gonna keep watching and then you watch the episode and it's like you know it, it the the really traumatic thing is like still present and then it kind of goes off a little bit and then it's like you know little jokes in there and it gets lighthearted again and then it hits you like a truck again like it's like out of, again out of seemingly nowhere uh and like and it does like and the show does an excellent job of uh of like taking stuff that happened like like foreshadowing the first like couple seasons they like put a joke here put a joke here that like seemingly was nothing and then season seven eight they like addressed it or they're like hey finally got that did the thing you asked me to do nine years ago and it was like oh fuck like so like stuff like that i i, I love that little little tiny shit that like just seals the deal for me i think that Scrubs, like, masterfully... I, I don't know who wrote it, but I feel like they went on to write some other stuff that I really, really, really like. Uh, masterfully does the gut punch, where it is mostly a comedy. You're joking around, right? It's all silly gags. It might even be literal slapstick comedy, where it's like oh, yeah. just some guy slipping, right? And then you get the emotional gut punch that most media that's trying to do that to you can't achieve. Yeah. Like, in, in one episode... Like so, yeah. Like so, like a character will like slip on a banana peel, a literal banana peel, and then that character, then that character, or the rest of the episode, will be like, "Did you, did you put that banana peel there?" To you, know, another character, and that'll just be like their bit for the entire fucking episode. But in that same fucking episode, one of the doctors lost like eight patients, and they're like suicidal now, and like their wife left them, and like. <laughs> Meanwhile, another another couple is like fighting. They're like about to like get divorced. Another couple is like getting married. Like, but they have to deal with like their friends getting divorced and like they're, like all what the f one episode? What? Oh yeah. How how long were they? Forty four minute episodes. I legitimately don't remember. No, probably, it, it was an hour not. long with commercials. Well, right? Yeah, probably no, they, not. they were they were they were a half hour, so yeah, twenty two okay. with commercials. Yeah. Okay, so twenty two. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, they're like normal length back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, but, uh, 
No, I think that Grubs Scrubs is Grubs. Scrubs is great at this. Uh but I did tease it, and Brian, you've mentioned it a couple of times. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the torch off to you too, because I've I've watched uh, I would say a, a fair bit of anime, and I've I've enjoyed a lot of it. But I feel like when it comes to the source material argument, because pretty much all anime start as manga, correct? A uh, manga I'll, or a light novel? Yeah, okay. a, a lot of a lot of animation starts as the manga first. Okay, because I, I want to dive into this. What's a what's an example of one that you, that you think pulled the Game of Thrones thing, where it it starts to deviate, and you can tell like immediately that it's not based on source material anymore. Oh, I have a cop out answer. All right, hit me. Because it did it well, it got away from the source material well, and it's one you've seen. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. No, yeah, I was like, like, well, like uh, the only there is one the, I think. There, there is like Full Metal Alchemist, the anime, and then there's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is like the manga made into anime. And I think both are masterpieces. I will watch both and enjoy both. But that's kind of my cop out answer because uh, there, there definitely have been times where they'll translate source material from the manga and then just sort of deviate and you're like, whoop, where'd we go? <laughs> I didn't need the story to be exactly the same, but we are gone. I, I have, uh, I've watched all of Brotherhood, but not all of the original Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, and, and of the, the dozen or so that I've watched, it is my favorite, and I feel like it's a pretty easy favorite for most people that watch anime. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a reason it's like it's rank one like on every anime list ever. And it's you, some of the best media that's ever been made. Yeah, and if you don't put... Yeah, if you don't put it in your like as rank one, like you're clickbaiting. Like, it's, what are you doing? You're trying to make someone mad, or you're being an edge lord. Yeah, it's like, I oh, guess yeah. those can be both the same thing. Yeah, or you, oh, just like Bleach. Okay, guys. <laughs> no, Matt. Nobody likes Bleach. Okay. It's just me. Okay, they made the they made I, the I like, last season for me. I like Bleach. It's okay. Okay, um, re real shit, Brian. Have no. I ever mentioned to you the Bleach game that I stole from uh, Ego Raptor? What the fuck was that sentence? No. Okay, so there's a game you play, it's called the Bleach Game, where you take a random episode of Bleach deep into the series, because there's a fuck ton of them, you just pick one, and you watch it, and as a, as like a fun, like, drinking with friends sort of thing, you try to figure out what the fuck is happening. Oh no. You don't watch it, because it can only work if you haven't seen it, right? Because if right. you know what's happening, it's not fun. Yeah. But because they'll make references to things that happened 40 episodes ago, but you haven't fucking seen that shit, he's, like, thinking about his sister while he's getting his ass kicked by some guy who can bench press a skyscraper, I think. What the fuck? And then he his gets power powerful. power makes your toes go upside down, yeah. Like, it's just, it's absolute nonsense if you don't know what's watching, and it's a lot of fun being absolute nonsense. But, oh, man, it's it. we, we need to play. I don't know, have you watched Bleach? I guess I, it might not work on you, Brian. Uh, I have not watched as much Bleach as there is available. Fair enough. I've watched, I think... I think I think I think me and Matt like dove into it when I when I caught it when I uh, stopped watching it. I think this episode like forty ish, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh something yeah, something like that. And there's like what, three hundred, four hundred episodes? Small amount. Yeah. So uh Yeah, no. And I <laughs> I guess I should specify, whenever you're playing this game, the game only works if you are earnestly trying to figure out, of like, course. yeah, it's fun it's to make fun code. of it. Yeah, yeah, but the, the goal is you are genuinely trying to figure out what the fuck these idiots are talking about. I, dude. Yeah, okay, that's not, that's not as fun as fuck. I remember, like, I remember very vividly, like, just, like, doom-scrolling Facebook, like, a few years ago, 
and then like a bleach episode a bleach fight scene like showed up and uh, but i didn't know it was bleach so i was, I was just like watching it and then and then 10 minutes in i realized it was bleach and i was like wait that's what? fucking hilarious i was like wait what what ha- wait what who what <laughs> how'd they get here wait bleach kept going wait uh, <laughs> like wait what the fuck so that was, that was pretty funny. I watched the rest of the thing. It was like a 22-minute fucking video. I mean, when your anime is that fucking long, you can imagine the fight scenes are pretty pretty ludicrous. Yeah, it was beautifully animated, though. I just didn't... It was just so far from what I remembered that I couldn't recognize that it was Bleach. Which was, yeah, pretty, pretty fucking funny at the time. All right, Matt is our Bleach watcher, our Bleach connoisseur. What's, mm-hmm. the, what's the verdict? Is it actually worth watching? Because I shit on it from a great height. Um, I think if you are just looking for, like, popcorn to eat while you're, you know, doing something else, I think that could be a really good gap filler. Like, I think the English dub is very charming, so, like, you you know, if you don't know Japanese, you can just kind of look away from the screen and only look over when it sounds interesting. Um, but I, outside of one European who I am forcing to watch it, I don't think it's like an average recommendation. But if you but if you tell me you like Shonen and you know you liked maybe One Piece or you liked Naruto, you're probably gonna like Bleached. As it turns out, the big yeah. three are uh, big three for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Just gonna say that. So re- you know, soft recommend. If if you think you like the genre, you'll like it. If you don't like the genre, if you prefer like slice of life or you know. Uh, sports anime or something probably probably an easy pass i don't know dude i think sports anime are basically shonen um well, a lot of them yeah brian i know you've uh, you've talked to me a lot about it in the past and you've almost convinced me uh high is one of your favorites right the volleyball one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. rank one all right so so hit me with it what's the what, what's the appeal sell it to me right now as a as a normie as as okay, I'll give you the context. I know I've already given it to you, but uh, the the anime that I've watched are Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, I've watched a lot of Dragon Ball. I've watched uh, the '90s Berserk anime. I just finished Chainsaw Man with the hype with that, right? And hype, and hype, stuff hype. along those lines. What sell it to me? Haiku is about a uh, a, a volleyball team in high school. They play volleyball. That's it. The, the 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 selling point the the reason I like the show so much is that like I like everything about the show is perfect. Like they they immerse you like like it's like how could they possibly immerse you? It's about it's about a volleyball te- a volleyball high school team in Japan. Like how could you possibly immerse yourself in that? Like what the fuck is going on? Uh they get you. Like <clears throat> the the music is perfect. Like they do, they do the music literally perfect. I can't stress enough how perfect their soundtrack is, and how well they use it for their, for the show. Uh, this show makes you care about every single character, including any of the silly ass teams that they that the the main team plays against. You care about everyone. You care about them so much that you don't necessarily want the main team to win sometimes. And uh, at least in sports anime, that's very, very weird. Like, that never happens. Like, you're only like, okay, obviously this team's going to win. And, like, the other teams are going to cry. But, like, fuck them, right? Like, they're the bad guys. No, no, no. 
in high in haiku you like it's generally like if any of these teams win you'll you'll be happy that they won and sad the other team lost like legitimately sad like to the to the point where the um the ending of some of the episodes where like the where the you know the one of the games finishes or whatever has me fucking in t had me in tears because of the like because the other team losing and like them like dealing with the fact that their their high school volleyball career is effectively over like they're done they're gonna they're never gonna play volleyball on a team again because they're you know they're like that was a third year in high school and they're seniors now so they're gonna graduate and this is their last tournament or whatever and they're not good enough to be like professionals so they're not gonna try to do that and this is like this is it like the fucking the game is over right uh, the character the character progression for the main team is really cool uh, without spoiling anything it's, it's it's simply just very interesting obviously there's a lot of, uh, there's there are literally hours worth of things I could say about this show and how like perfectly it shows like character progression and like but like really subtly like you can barely you like there are points where you can't even tell like a character is progressing and then you like because they're like maybe they're not like the main like six characters or the main eight characters or where it may be and the next thing you know they're a badass and you're like wait a second what how'd that happen how'd this person do that and then you like you know you do a rewatch and then you notice them in the background like just trying as hard as everyone else like if not harder like like little little, little snippets of them like like hey you want to go do this thing like no i'm cool i'm doing this thing it's like all right cool man and you know it turns out they're they were like practicing it's like like literally three second clip of them like you know hitting a volleyball against the wall or something like it's like that shit and again that's that's all i'm gonna say that's my entire selling point because i don't want to spoil anything else uh brian ah. i just remembered i have technically watched one sports anime oh uh eye shield nope you're all not right. gonna guess it i promise you okay because it's barely a sport anime okay uh i all right yeah never mind you go i watched air gear you're right i would not have guessed that <laughs> what the fuck is an air gear yeah what I, uh to to circle it back to the the last thing you asked about like you know uh, an authentic or or what's the word i'm looking for faithful uh manga adaptation i'm glad they stopped making air gear that's it for us on A Seriously Casual Perspective. Let us know what stories you love or hate in the comments. All the links to our socials are in the usual places. And thank you so much for hanging out with us. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.